0: to Mother Folklore, a podcast brought to you by the Headstuff Podcast Network. Um, it is a show about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland, and it is brought to you this evening by our host, Darek O'Shea.
1: Hello, good evening. Fáil cháil con um, thank you so much, Emer, for introducing us. Uh is our, our old Irish expert, and we have two other two other regulars who are going to join us tonight. First of all, Padro Kivonik.
2: <laughs>
1: Taxi for one, please. <laughs> and Garagean McAvoy. Woo!
3: We've got
2: so, presidential elections.
1: <laughs> presidential elections. One of the, and it just struck us that um, it's, it's, with, all, with all the discussions going on, and we, we do make a podcast about the Irish language, um, so many, a number of our presidents are absolute key figures in the Irish language, and we thought we'd talk about that today, just to give you an impression of the kind of people who fill the role before. So, three particular, um, three particular former presidents are absolutely major figures in Irish, specifically Douglas Hyde. Eamon De Valera, and the current Michael D. Higgins.
0: Woo! Woo! Can I just say, I had to do a quick Google search there, literally 30 seconds before we came on, and I learned that the D in Michael D. Higgins stands for Daniel. Oh. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you. I just, that's like, a, that's, assumed... a common,
2: that's a common misconception, because it actually stands for deadly.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier on, and I was like, it wouldn't work if he was Michael Higgins. <laughs> no, like it just it just doesn't. And I was like, I want
3: I wonder what the D stands for.
1: Same way Jack Healy wouldn't have worked.
3: I, 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 does it work with the real name either though? I mean does no, it really it work?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that Emer's all about the D. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. All
1: right. <laughs> Danger's his middle name.
2: Tell you what, if he if he didn't use his middle name, the Saw Doctors would have been fucked. That song has anybody heard the My- Saw Doctor song, Michael D? Michael D, Michael D, Michael D. up on his bicycle? D. It's a song. Oh, the Saw Doctors yes. released.
3: How is he not using that in his campaign? We've got, we've How got, does he not uh, walk out on stage? It's a him? brilliant. It like hands up do? if you've heard
2: the Saw Doctors song. Thank you. It does exist. <laughs> One person has heard it before. Oh, Two, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Three, so, four, maybe brilliant. A hand at the back, More people have heard of the song than ever bought so a Saw Doctors to be album. So
3: happens wife and his bro- and all of his <laughs> relatives. Yeah, sure, we believe. It's nobody. Heard, it's amazing. It's like we've
2: got Michael D rocking in the doll for us. Michael D rocking in the doll. And then the refrain is Michael D, Michaelly up, and his Michael D, Michael D, Michaelly rocking the doll. Yes, God. It's fantastic Google I it when you go home Don't Google it now Don't Google it now The phone's away now
3: Like Derek, I
0: know this can only be The Saw Doctors But I still don't believe it <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you remember when you Tried to have structure Derek And you were like I'm going to have structure And then we just ended up Talking about Michael D And he's yeah. D
1: There is a structure People just like, can't see it yet
0: <laughs> I just had to tell people That the D in Michael D Higgins Stands Daniel Daniel All
2: Deadly right. Dogs <laughs> Michael Dogs Higgins
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. That's better <laughs>
1: That would actually work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of does.
2: That would be better than Daniel, to be fair. We should it, have a word is. with Michael D's people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just we'll get our people to talk to his people and yeah. we'll see how it goes. He's completely changed the meaning of release the hounds, which was used to be a bad thing. <laughs> that, that now, it's like, people is now it's the the like release the
3: hounds. <laughs> <laughs> Are the dogs here? That's the only reason I came.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we, all, as well as talking about Michael D tonight, we're also going to talk about Dougal D and Emily D. <laughs>
3: No, that's not you the promised, acronym you gave Dev. You
2: promised you wouldn't. You yeah. promised you wouldn't, Michael D. The other.
1: You gave, I broke that promise.
3: <laughs> you gave Devil D to Dev, and I feel like that's discrimination already. You're already setting up to, up to fail, and I'm not impressed over it. Devil D, it has negative connotations. You are biased. How dare you? you <laughs>
2: actually accusing someone of being biased against Damon Devalera? <laughs> like. <laughs> Please, I mean, please,
3: please feel free to slide into my DMs and tell me that I'm wrong about my opinions on Devil Air. I fucking love that. Like, thanks. All of the lads who did but, that, like, thanks, guys. But, we've, yeah. ne- we've never
1: heard it before. Never. just to be devil's advocate, like, isn't it... <laughs>
3: Didn't you know that Devil Era was like such a misogynist? Yeah, I fucking know that. Like, thanks, Jesus Christ, fucking Sherlock.
2: It's not a question. It's uh, Sorry, Gardeen, I
3: just I
0: just have a comment there. It's not
3: actually oh, yeah it's Got not it. a question. It's not really a question, it's more of a comment actually. But just yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm not even gonna like when I message you, I'm not gonna be like, Hi, how are you? Just a quick one, I'm just gonna be like, you know, pointing my finger like and telling you that you're wrong and that you're yeah. a terrible person.
2: Three minutes that. three minutes into the pod we're ripping off Finn's jokes from <laughs> the first. One.
0: Thanks. thanks, Finn. It was yeah. my joke first. Yeah. All right.
2: How a fin dwyer though. Yeah. And I will. I would like. I would like to say to the Dublin Podcast Festival, thanks. How the fuck do we follow that?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. In fairness, I was on like I was buzzing coming in as this to like a bit of Britney Spears. I found like the all out naughties playcast, uh, playlist on Spotify, and like I was, I was buzzing coming in, and you were all hopping off each other at dinner and the whole lot. And then I came into this, and I was like, I'm.
3: No.
2: Of course, my ancestors turned to um, cannibalism and sex work as well, but that was just the 80s. (laughs)
0: Yikes.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, presidents. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, if anyone hasn't listened to the podcast, there will be an awful lot of... Oh, yeah, so, yeah, the topic we were meant to be discussing. (laughs) will be a lot of that tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, here he goes. I mean... (laughs) Like I think it's more it's more for for podcasters in pursuit of a topic than in discussion of a topic, I think it tends to be how we tend to roll. But yes, yeah, so get there. Presidents. You <laughs> get there, presidents. Okay. yeah. Go, so on, the
2: Peter, first, Peter, Peter. Go on first, Go on. First ever naharan was someone who was vital in the rejuvenation, the revival of the Irish language. Douglas the Heater, Douglas Hyde, or as he was known almost universally in Irish, on Creven Even, which was his pen name, which actually meant the lovely little branch.
3: Mm-hmm. Miggledy nice. is a better ring to it, though. Really, I know Miggledy
2: though. is a better ring to it, yeah, but yeah. to be fair, this predates Miggledy by a hundred years. Yeah. You know this. Just uh, he could
3: have been more creative, like yeah. sure, Double yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> if only he had a precocious six-year-old to draw a picture of him. <laughs> I wonder and call
0: if the him small Dougledy child, hide. like I wonder if the small child knows the influence that they've had on the foremost member of our state.
2: You renamed the first citizen, you pretentious little shit. Yeah.
1: Like, when I was six years old, I think we were playing, we were playing Doctor Who with my friends, and instead of saying, resistance is futile, the, the... we played, I started saying, existence is futile, existence is futile. And I didn't realise afterwards I was upsetting everybody.
0: The joke here is that he was playing <laughs> Doctor Who with his friends.
1: I had him. I had friends. I had. That's, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's mutually exclusive, isn't
1: it? Like, like, yeah.
2: Oh my God, existence is futile. The most depressing Dalek in history.
1: Dalek was my nickname How because How do we impressed. get
3: on to this shit? lads? How do, do we get on yeah. to existence is futile? Look,
1: <laughs> Douglas Hyde clearly leads to Doctor Who. I mean, yeah. he was obviously the first doctor.
3: Yeah, okay, sure,
2: whatever. I think I just had an aneurysm trying to process that sorry, one. Sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, no more Doctor Who. <laughs> sorry. Please.
2: No more Doctor Who ever. Michael Dalek Higgins. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so,
2: Douglas Hyde. <laughs> Douglas Hyde, Douglas Hyde, long before he became president, long before he became interested in politics, Douglas Hyde became interested in the Irish language. And I was talking to uh, some members of Conor na because he was a founder of Connor na the Gaelic League in the Irish Revival, and some members of Conor na are currently in New York setting up a brand new foundation called um, Fonduracht on Creven, or the Douglas Hyde Foundation, to support the work of Conor na um, with donations from America. And I was talking to one guy who's become a bit of a, a, an expert, a Hyde scholar, and he was saying just this fascinating story. that Douglas Hyde was the son of the rector of French Park, County Roscommon. Anybody from Roscommon in the audience? No, they didn't get Good. out today. fucking tumbleweed! God. Whoa. <laughs> the bouncers are working. Like you can. <laughs> there's nearly 200 people here. Literally nobody from Roscommon. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! I anyway, see no that like it's a bad
3: thing. Admit like... to being from or no North one is, Yeah, various.
2: no one is willing to admit to it. But um, anyway, the thing is, Doug Side as the eldest son of a rector, was going to be sent to. Private school, private boarding school, and uh, he was a sickly child. He was quite ill when he was was younger, so they held him at home. They effectively homeschooled him, and he picked up his father's love of the Irish language. His father, not unusually for a Protestant clergyman at the time, had a big, big passion for the Roscommon dialect of Irish, and Douglas Hyde was one of the last native speakers of Roscommon Irish, and there's a fantastic story about when young Douglas was out with his dad. His dad was walking the the parish, and there was a beggar on the street, and he, he said... He said, will you give me uh, some alms? I, I'm a Protestant. And uh, the senior Reverend Hyde, he turned around, and he said, well, can you name any of our sacraments? And I was like, um, no. <laughs> But you man gave him the, f- the few pounds anyway, and, or the few shillings, few pence, whatever it was. And Hyde actually wrote about this in his diary, and it's one of the key insights as to how he got his love of the Irish, he inherited it from his dad, and it was a lifelong passion. Right through his whole life, he went by Douglas de Heade uh, as much as he could, and on Creven even, and right the way through into his presidency, he carried out work for Cunar Galga, for the Gaelic League, on behalf of the Irish language. So definitely a president that has an awful lot to do and an awful lot of responsibility when it comes to the rejuvenation, the revival of, of the Irish language.
1: He even wrote a paper about the de-Anglicisation of mm. Ireland and that how I suppose when in his early work in Gourne that he wanted to talk about how we needed to reverse the trend to mimic England in in trends and in, in, in clothes and fashion and even in aspects of the law. But then, um, so that, that, that went on, but so when he in some ways, he was an unlikely choice for a first president, but the it was decided, De Valera and the op, other opposition leaders at the time decided that they wanted, because nobody had been president before, it was important that they had somebody who would have the, would have natural respect in Ireland and abroad, but also um, somebody who would 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 bring the office a certain amount of stature, but who wouldn't necessarily interfere with the work of government. And while he had the he had the he had the permission to refer. Um, refer laws to the Supreme Court. He only did it twice,
3: and he was—it was unique in his position because he was one of the first proponents of, kind of, vocal proponents of, like, that Irish doesn't belong to any particular group, be they, you know, Catholics, Protestants, Unionists, Nationalists, because he himself was a Protestant, and he was very um, open about saying that the, the, the Irish belongs to anybody who is willing to, like, take it on as their own, um, and that 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 idea is not necessarily new. It doesn't catch. You know, favour in a lot of parts of Ireland, but it, it's quite an old argument. Um, and you know, he was he was pretty influential in in the field of, of reviving reviving the Irish language. Revivaling. Revivaling. Yeah. revived the shit out of the language. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, and Hyde Hyde was um, he was kind of he had an embarrassing political career because he was um, he was he won a, a Shannon seat in the first free state Shannon in 1924 in a by election uh, and he held that seat until the election of 1925 came along and then he embarrassingly lost it despite being one of the most high profile members of the Shannon at the time uh, so one of the reasons he was chosen in 1937 to be utheran na was you know kind of to let him save face because dev as a proud member of connor na and you know i think we'll talk about later dev was a this we don't we plan
3: Nothing.
1: <laughs> About we planned. everything.
2: Yeah, everything. Um, Dev was a proud member of Conor McGregor. He wanted to give. Hyde the chance to restore a bit, of, uh, a bit of his pride, a bit of his dignity. So he was appointed, yeah, not only because he would rock the boat, or wouldn't rock the boat, rather, but, uh, but also because he was just a respected, learned elder. Everybody had heard of him. And uh, yeah, um, my favorite story about Douglas Hyde is he was one of the original patrons of the GAA. He helped to set up the GAA. He gave it credibility. And then he was fucked out of the GAA because when he was president, he attended a soccer match. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, he attended Ireland versus Poland in nineteen thirty nine or nineteen thirty eight, I think it was. And uh, yeah, they kicked him right out of the GAA. The
1: GAA, lads. a great bunch of lads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the I suppose there, there have been a bunch of uh, there have been a bunch of lads who have been waiting for <clears throat> Douglas Hyde to slip up, and they're called the Catholic Truth Society. I'm not sure if they're still around.
3: I think I think they are. I'm pretty sure they said it right
0: I feel like if they didn't exist after a while, they certainly exist now again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic Truth
2: Society are like the shit Illuminati. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're
0: that are, one lad that pops into your mentions every so often.
2: <laughs> but they, uh, they're actually based in London. And uh, there's there's a lot of thought that, like, the reason he lost the Shannon election in 1925 was the Catholic Truth Society actively lobbied against him. So you had this very, very strange situation where you had a foreign-based body interfering in the sovereign elections. Oh, fuck. That's not that strange at all, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Where have we seen that? Uh, But yeah, you had this weird situation where you had an English-based society Arguing against an, an Irishman, like arguably the most Irish Irishman, he bled gaelge yes. and, and yet it was like, they were just, and, and at the time in 1925, all you had to do was go, yeah, like, he's a prod though. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of his moustache.
1: But yeah, the, but the Catholic Truth Society, for people who um, are interested in design and illustration, there was a, a book recently released about six or seven years ago called Vintage Virtues and one of the things they did on their little pamphlets that they would sell is they made them look like thrillers. They had these very kind of um, exciting looking covers that made it look like it was a story full of explosions and and robberies and and drama and sex but the actual content of these little booklets was all prayer stuff.
0: (laughs) It's kind of like the (laughs) liberal.ie I can say that because me and Leo have had our falling out in the past, um, but yeah, it's it's very similar.
2: Somewhat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to leave you there because the defamation suit can just stick with you then. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. He has my phone number. So,
2: presidents. I... Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: So, who knows what Douglas means?
3: Oh, you didn't think you had to study? Well. Yeah. Well.
1: <laughs> I have a.
3: Oh, that's a very excited hand. I have a talk
1: from a no badge for the winner. Shut up, Derek. Hang on. I'm
0: talking. All right.
1: Yes. There we go. Good woman.
3: We've got a, a bronziness for you. Come up and collect your <laughs> prize. You badge no. <laughs> Yeah,
1: But yes. Yeah, so yeah, Douglas Dehido meant, meant dark green um, hide. And I mean, Dark Green takes us on to our next present, which is Eamon De Valera.
3: How does, sorry, excuse me, how does Dark Green take us on to Eamon De Valera?
2: Just accept the segue and no, move
3: everything on. Everything anyone says about us, I'm just immediately suspicious. Like, what are you trying to say about Dev? Okay, what are you trying to say about him?
0: Listen, independent the thought only alarm. Thi- <laughs> independent thought alarm.
2: <laughs> the only thing Dev did wrong was he didn't die. <laughs> Michael Collins. I mean, eventually he did. Like. Eventually he did. <laughs> well, you think that? <laughs> he's he's like, actually. He's, still he's, going. he's actually behind the Catholic Church Society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, Illuminati.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the problem with people. Have I, I, look. I the person who slid into my DMs the other day and was like, "Well, you don't have an appropriate opinion about Dev. Like, you don't know my opinion about Dev yet. Like, wait till I give it before you critique it." Um, but also you know, don't slide into my DMs doing that either. Um, But my problem with people having a problem with Dev is I just don't think they give him, I mean, I know he's a bit of an arsehole and like we probably wouldn't have got on because he's a notorious misogynist, had no time for women being outside of the home. Um, But my issue is that people just paint him as this villain. And I do genuinely, I do think it's Neil Jordan's fault because he made that movie, Michael Collins, and he was like, oh, we've got a good guy that's Collins, you know, because Liam Neeson is class, and then we'll just get Alan Rickman, notorious bad guy, to play yeah. De Valera, and then you have this narrative of like good guy versus bad guy with no evidence to back it up that De Valera was anyway responsible for the death. What was his name? What's that fella from Kerry? His name oh, Cork. The fella who shot Killian him. Jonathan Rees Myers. Murph- no, Jonathan Rees Myers. Yeah. <laughs> no, not. Killian Some, Murphy. I don't
2: know who shot Michael Collins.
3: It was like a baby Jonathan Rees Myers. It was, it was, it was a, a baby like, Jonathan Rees Shot him, but yeah. like. In no way backed up in fact at all. Like I'm not having any of that.
2: In fact, Jonathan Reese Myers wasn't even born until <laughs> yeah. many years after 19- 1920. Hmm. I
3: was I was driving
2: through West Cork there a little while ago and they have this And sign you up. shot no, Collins. I shot Collins, yeah. <laughs> they have this sign-up, they have this sign up like down near Bel and, and it says ambush site. Oh they do this way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on now, Collins. You saw the fucking sign. <laughs> You drove into that with your eyes open. You knew what was happening.
3: Yeah, that's my issue. My problem is that Air is treated like this. And if, you've, if anyone's ever gone to the tour in Glasnevin Cemetery, which is like a fascinating tour for a graveyard, like, it's really good. It's brilliant. <laughs> like, I oh, would totally recommend it. So Collins is buried right beside the kind of visitor center. He's got a big grave, and it's perpetually covered in flowers. And the like, people who work there will tell you that on Valentine's Day, Dev, or Collins gets, like, a shit ton of flowers, like, because yeah. he was, you know, he was a right, like, let's be real. Um, but...
2: Um, Dev, Dev don't get no flowers.
3: <laughs> but this is it, Dev doesn't get flowers, and he's got a small grave because his son had died um, much earlier in, in, I think, 1938, and he was wanted to be buried in the same conditions as his son. He didn't see himself as better than that. But the people who work there will tell you that people passed by De grave and spit on it. I just think that that is just so wrong. I think he's so hard done by. Yes, he was an arsehole, to women, like he really doesn't agree with a lot of my politics. And he brought the V into Irish, and those of you who listen to this. Sh- yes, I know, Go I know. On. Go on. <laughs> Thanks, Clare. Um, but I I just think he's so hard done by, and it's undeserved because he did do great things for the Irish language. I feel a bit of a kindred spirit with Dev because he wasn't a native speaker. He wasn't born speaking Irish. He wasn't born to a, a family who spoke it, and he learned it because he felt his culture was taken away from him. So I, I'm com- come from Leash, which is the most, you know, we don't have a great place in Leash. It is the first county to have been planted. Um, so we don't really have much... Irish culture there, so I do feel that when I was growing up, like my Irish culture wasn't there wasn't really much of it traditional Irish culture, and I feel a connection. Dev's my boy, like you know. Like
2: <laughs> just a question: Do you have much of any culture in Leash?
3: <laughs> oh, we do, yeah. Cans in a field, yeah. <laughs> but um, I just think that you know he did so much. He he wrote a pretty pretty good. Constitution. I'm a big fan. We've mentioned it on the show before. There's a few bits in it that are a bit hairy. But, you know, it relatively as Constitutions It, it go, just needs a haircut. It's just, it needs a little bit of a spell check here and there, a few bits taken out. It'll be great. We'll have it eventually. We'll get it there eventually. But I do think that he wrote a pretty damn good Constitution and you know, he, he included Irish in it and, and at the forefront and I think people give him a hard time. So, fight me, effectively is what I'm saying. <laughs> um,
0: Dean was very eloquent there but all I really got was Michael Collins get flowers and Valentine's Day. He me.
3: does. He fucking does. Like, it's mad. Like, wh- who like, who buys him flowers? Like, who buys me? No one. Look, yeah, but did, like, you, did you save Ireland and get a movie made about you? No, Emer. What are you doing with your life? Bitch, I might have done. <laughs> 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 All right.
2: <laughs> what, I, what I love most about taking that tour, and it is a fascinating tour. If nobody's ever taken the tour of the graveyard in Glassham, do it. It's amazing. Glasgow and is incredible. But, like, he didn't really get a lot of flowers until Neil, Neil Jordan made that fucking film. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, like,. And now people think that's Liam Neeson's grave. Young Liam right? <laughs> and
3: like oh. So hot though, like there's so a pub awesome. in Cork. Horses
2: recognise him. He's wonderful. <laughs> he's wonderful.
3: There's a pub in Cork. I think it's the Oliver Plunkett, and they have this like, the, as you go up the stairs, it's just a massive picture of like Michael Collins in his like army getup, and oh girl, let me tell you, like so hot, <laughs> like like I'd send him flowers, even though he's like you know he's dead. Like spoiler, but, like, yeah, I'd send him flowers. Nobody so wants to hear
1: about your dead boyfriend. <laughs>
3: There Look. is a word for that.
1: There is a word for that. It's like we we, we see you on on February the fifteenth. it's Like, Garagine, where were you? Was like nowhere. Wait, yeah. do you come from the Sorry grass? Sorry, I'm, I'm busy on
2: Valentine's Day. I got a date. Yeah, I, to- I totally have
1: a boyfriend. He's just he's he's from Cork and dead. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things I about- met him
0: on holidays. You wouldn't know him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the things about the Michael Collins film and in- which was made in the nineties was that. Um, Alan Rickman was basing his character of the 29-year-old dev on the 72-year-old dev that he saw on RT footage. And so he probably wasn't quite like that. He probably didn't uh, walk it's probably
3: a bit of crack. I mean, unless you were a woman, yeah. like, he's probably great crack. You know, mm. you know, otherwise, you know, back to the kitchen, which you go on, Countess Markovitch, and you go, so, but like, you know, he's a great crack. like. <laughs>
1: Did he really snake out of prison by making a fake key out of candle wax from reading altar boy in the I prison?
3: don't know, but I feel like there's a lot of historical inaccuracies in that movie for the sake of a good... good it's a great movie, but, like, don't base your opinions on Dev off Like, just don't. Yeah, Get like, the, the amount
2: of people who genuinely think that, like, the Tans drove an armoured car into Coke Park and started gunning down... What? They didn't?
3: want.
2: Like, I mean, okay, it's pretty fucking heinous that they put a sniper up on top of one of the stands and started killing people. That's bad enough, like, why do you have to Hollywood it up? And then let Severus Snape fucking... um, (laughs) criticise fucking Qui-Gon Jinn over getting the treaty. See...
1: I was doing my Leaving Star History around the time the film came out and I remember at the time the, that the, some of the British papers are saying, oh, this film is so inaccurate. It says that, you know, the British troops opened fire with, the, with this kind of gun, whereas it actually it was a slightly different kind of gun. <laughs>
0: I'm nodding along, but I haven't seen the film, so I'm just like, I'm sorry. All right, I, have, I know. I she know. also said
3: earlier that she doesn't like old men singing in pubs. Like, do you, like, give back your passport, like, for fuck's
0: sake. <laughs> I'm gonna be the next person gunned down here, alright?
2: <laughs> do you want to take a trip to West Cork?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, look, I'm only blind in my left eye. It's fine. I can see <laughs> my right eye.
2: Really yeah, yeah. Me. And Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was fantastic. The late, great Alan Rickman. He was absolutely brilliant. He. It was a powerhouse sort of force, but he was just playing the wrong character. He yeah. was doing, and he was doing this thing that Alan Rickman does where he never lets his lips touch his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Michael!
0: I think he hurt me more in Love Actually than he'll ever hurt me in a film again. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, no. The necklace in the I think in the I think we all know yeah. that a CD is a terrible Christmas present for your wife.
3: Yeah, you know, particularly if you're cheating on her. Like, and Joni Mitchell, like, Jesus Christ, cheer yeah. up. like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is there a scale? Like, if you're... <laughs>
3: I mean, no, if you're cheating on her, you gotta get her the jewelry that he got for the
2: other one. See, I'm not cheating on my wife. Can I get her a CD or not?
3: I mean, do you like a CD married rotator as well? (laughs) It's 2018, man. Get her a Get her a Blu-ray.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Of love, actually.
0: (laughs) And like the question is: do you want to be married
3: still afterwards, or are you
2: just Fucking, we got a mortgage. She can't go anywhere.
3: I'm not cheating on my wife. That's the notorious phrase of somebody who's cheating on their wife. Watch it now, Emma. I'm telling you now. Sorry, you yeah, mentioned sorry. defamation suits? sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I know nothing about this.
1: so among among us <laughs> <other>, Among us are many political civic achievements uh Emma De Valera also uh was, was supervised the introduction to a couple of modern letters. To the Irish language to facilitate the the procurement the government procurement of cheaper typewriters instead of having bespoke eighteen letter typewriters they were able to buy cheap twenty six letter typewriters. Yeah.
3: I feel like, okay, uh, we all know my feelings on the letter V. I have have strong feelings on it. Um, For those of you who don't listen to the podcast, you're like, who's got strong feelings on the letter V? I do, actually. (laughs) Um, But, um, like, obviously, Dev had a little bit of a vested interest in hanging on to the V. So I can understand it in theory, in fact, just... I don't know, just stop trying to include it in our fucking language, dead.
2: We are, we are two years talking about this shit yes. now at this stage.
3: Still haven't let it go. The, 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 the Roman alphabet
2: was used in the Irish language before the Gaelic alphabet was. Don't you don't care. don't care.
3: You don't care, you okay. don't care. Okay. I, I care nothing for your facts, I just know what I feel. <laughs> I feel ways about
2: letters and you won't change my opinion on that. <clears throat> so, anyone. anyone wants to slide so into Gerardine's DMs and tell her about Vs. <laughs>
0: No, no one's, one's actually. Pather is sliding into Gerardine's DMs. Giving no, he just assaults me on the street as with, you, with information speak,
3: about it. Yeah. That fucking defamation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's ne- I would like to say on behalf of Mother Folklore that Pather has never assaulted me on the street. I apologise for you. making any such suggestion. For yeah. presidents, though. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: laughs>
0: also, Derek, I apologise for shouting you to shut up earlier on.
1: Fair sure, it's, 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 like, no, it's all in good fun.
0: It's not the first time I've done that either, <laughs> but I'm only apologising for once.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, I. I'd like to apologize for nothing.
1: <laughs> so, obviously, this... <laughs> <laughs> so, presidents. Yeah, 2018 is unusual in that we are seeing, for the second time in Irish history, a president seeking re-election by popular vote. The last time this happened, it was obviously a De Valera. But while this is all happening, a young Irishman was, a, <clears throat> was protesting civil rights as a university student in America, in West Virginia. And his name was Michael D. Higgins.
3: Michael Daniel Higgins, I believe it is actually. Danger. Daniel, oh. <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> and yeah. when he, he was, grew up,
3: he was woke AF. Even back then, was he still woke AF? Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe.
1: It's... <laughs> and Michael D. appears to be part of a, a wider trend of of kind of old, old lefty firebrands like Jeremy Corbyn and Bernie Sanders, who are connect better with young people than people maybe five or ten years older than them, yeah. as politicians do.
3: Yeah, he's, he's the oldest one running. And I mean, he's, I think he's polling the best among 21 to 35-year-olds, which is interesting. But like, he's got lovely dogs, though. Oh,
2: it's, that, it's, that, it's that generational gap. Like, my, my day job is I, I work with older people. And a couple of years ago, we started a project with Google. And it was trying to get older people online. So they were saying to adult children, why don't you work with your parents and try and work with them computers? And the, the fact is, we all hate our parents. <laughs> All of us, somewhere deep down, if not hate, at least strongly resent uh, our parents. So the project was an unmitigated failure. So we went back to the drawing board and tried to get grandkids to work with their grandparents. And that was a massive success, because when you put in that generational divide, people connect. And it's absolutely fantastic. So projects between older people and younger people are fantastic. And that's why Michael D is an icon to a younger generation. But when you talk to people in their 50s and 60s, for some reason, they think like Sean Gallagher, Gavenduff, he could do a good job.
3: The, the, Seriously. The main argument is, you know, like, oh, Michael, he's a bit old, isn't he? God, he's a bit old. Like, Dev was what, like, fucking 300? Dev. <laughs> he was, was 90. He was know, 90 was he got, during was his second resigned. term. Yeah, yeah, yeah was De- 90. And
1: blind. And Douglas Hyde was also fairly old when he, he came out And, like,
3: those well. lads went through time when they were, like, you know, indoor plumbing not a thing for like a significant portion of their life like Mike Mildee had it for a little while but I'm assuming you know he lived in some sort of poverty in Clare when he was younger mm. but I mean you know he's had for a significant <laughs> amount of his life he's had like I don't know vaccinations and shit like you know so I mean he'll, he'll get through it like
2: welcome <laughs> <one> back thing... <laughs> to Mother Motherfucklory a comparative study on the effects <laughs> of indoor plumbing on the habitual <laughs> life expectancies of presidents <laughs>
0: The one thing I always think of when I look at Michael D is you just know that if you shook his hand, he'd like be slipping you a fiber for sweets in the shop. <laughs> like it's it's there. It's there and he's like, be good no and don't tell your know, mother about this. It, it like it's it's in your hand and you can't do anything and you're like, Oh that's what am I supposed to do with this money? And then it's just in your pocket and you're you know, you're buying jelly laces. And this has been around. the
3: campaign from Michael D. Higgins know. <laughs> <Yeah. president. laughs> That yes
0: extra indeed, fiber in the budget, lads. That don't extra tell don't in the tell your mother the shop.
3: <laughs> don't tell
2: your mother, yes indeed. Fiverr. Yeah. Go buy some sweeties.
0: Yeah, that's the extra 5 in the budget is purely for sweets in the shop. Derek, bring it back
3: there to uh yeah. to Irish, so it doesn't sound like we're doing a political broadcast. Go No, We're not doing like a political
1: podcast. <laughs> Before
3: but... I become like Minister for Finance or something. Um
1: No. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I was, I was Yeah, you were talking yeah. about the re-election. I was, I was going and, yeah. so yeah, it's it's very unusual and the, the constraints of the office mean that it's quite hard it's fairly hard for a, a politician to campaign for re-election because of, and typically the, we've I know um Patty Hillary and Mary were both elected were re-elected unopposed mm-hmm. um possibly because the large parties didn't want to blow their uh, war war funds uh their election war funds on a presidential election when they wanted to spend it on a general election instead. But the makeup of politics is different now, but anyway, the one, Michael D was a before he was um, president. He was a minister for the communications in the Galtaut in the 1990s, and during that time, TG Cahar happened. But first of all, it was called Tina G Telefish <laughs> Magailga
3: which I mean I'm like my dad still to this day calls it Tina G I'm like dad it's not been Tina just realised I still call it Tina G yeah like you weren't even alive when it was Tina G I'm like. like
0: 23 years old and I still yeah. call it, it Tina G I don't even watch it, it but yeah. I still call it yeah. Tina G yeah
1: and because it came out just after a singer called Gina G had been representing <laughs> the United Kingdom in the Eurovision and what was the name of the song ooh uh, just, just a little, a little bit, bit. <laughs> ooh
2: Welcome to Motherfucker, a comparative study on <laughs> European song entries of the UK in the
1: 1990s. The, the cheek of them to try and run against us in the mid 90s when we had a complete domination. Like, a right. single why even turn up? Like- we owned that song contest
2: until Katrina and the fucking waves came along. This is the
3: fucking yeah. podcast I've been waiting for, guys. <laughs> Let me and shine.
1: They, <laughs> and they weren't even from the UK, they were Canadian. They're Canadian. Not From Canadian, Canadian.
0: Canadian.
1: <laughs> just so we can... Yeah, because I remember I was explaining to a friend that Jim Carrey was a Canadian comedian. And... <laughs> and yes, so apparently, there's a, apparently there's a letter D. I don't know. Never guess,
3: met yeah. it. Oh Somewhere there, yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: There's no J in Grailge, but there's one in every word you've just said. <laughs> so it seems. But the creation of Tina G, Patter.
2: Tina G, as it was, was a, a watershed moment uh, in Irish politics. He was the... Michael D was the first ever Minister for Arts, Culture, Heritage, and the Gaeltacht, And he saw an awful lot of regional theatres built, which was a big achievement, but the crowning glory was Tina G, which uh, celebrated 20 years there two years ago with a fantastic multi-location, multimedia concert and. I think TG Carr, as it's now known, has just continued to punch well above its weight over the, uh, the, the last um, 20 years. It's been absolutely incredible. The documentaries have been amazing. But what has really stood out has been the dating shows.
1: <laughs> this is right, in fact. And we're glad you're all here, because as part of an intervention, Padder <laughs> has a sexy confession to make. <laughs>
2: There is nothing sexy about the fact that, yes, yes indeed, I was on Passion Fashion. But, but, and I promise, I promise I will share all the dirt with you, but we need to do a comparative study on dating shows on Tina G. No,
0: hang on a second, can I just ask, so you're married, are you married to who you met off Passion Fashion? (laughs)
2: God, though. No. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, no, 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 Poor no, no, woman. No, that no, poor no. woman. No, no, All no, right. no. No, 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 He
0: so, actually so, met his current wife on Pjock the Ride.
2: <laughs> I'm just addicted to these dating yeah. shows. Um, has anybody seen Pjock the Ride, by the way? Pjock the Ride, for anybody who hasn't seen it, is a dating show where you choose your potential partner based on how cool their car is. <laughs> and then... And then in an amazing twist, and this is absolutely fantastic, this is genius, in an amazing twist, at the very end, when you're told, right, she's chosen you, and you're standing there beside your car, and I go, oh, that's brilliant, I got picked, brilliant, brilliant. Now, you have a choice. You can have 200 quid to go on a date with her, or you can have a 200 euro voucher to service your car. (laughs) (laughs) And seriously, go onto YouTube and look for the one where you picked the service.
3: Just it the is, look on the poor girl's face. That you think it would be it's it's amazing. Like, and more. Yeah, I'm gonna take that service and stuff. And they're dressed like the Stig. like they don't have a, a yeah, 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 they've got, they have got to wear the, the, the helmet take the sorry. helmet off, and then there's this big reveal, and she's like, Oh yeah, I picked him, yeah. And then he's like, No, but I'll take the service actually. No, the wheels, <laughs> yeah, no, I need the back spoiler done actually. Yeah.
1: I need a new set of tires, like, you know. <laughs> Mad for, for Road for doing donuts in the industrial estate. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but anyway, so Pip the Ride is the latest in a long, long line of TG Carrot dating shows that started in the late 90s, early 2000s with the utterly brilliant, unparalleled, and really should be revived, Clowness. Ah, Has anybody heard of Clowness? Clowness predates to so many young people in the audience. Clowness was an amazing dating show where your partner was chosen, not by you, but by your mother.
0: (laughs) i like, I would walk People like really like nodded along there. So, I'm like,
2: yes. so your mother, your mother would go along if you were the, the lucky, lucky <laughs> contestant. <laughs> your mother would go along and inspect three potential paramours' bedrooms for their cleanliness yeah. and their living habits. And then she would interview these three potential paramours and then she would choose one for you and you'd be sent on a date. And then the best bit of the whole thing is the cameras would follow you on the date and your ma would watch. <laughs> So there would be picture in picture of your L1, going, oh, he's ordered the red. He's going to spill it on his shirt. Like, it's just it's awful. Like, it's a brilliant idea. I
3: would watch the shit out of that. I would watch a gay version of that. I would watch an Indian version of that. I would watch, I would binge that. To the hilt like that would be so good oh I think and, like, I would love you'd it. have those moms who are like no one's good enough for my john you know and like going through like yeah that'd be unreal like you'd have like we were talking earlier about like do, uh, some of you may have saw that Sally Field tweeted about her son during the Winter Olympics asking Adam Rippon the figure skater on a date with her son because she was like oh he's very attractive yes he'd like my son like there'd be a mom like that and then she'd be like oh yeah no we, we want an Olympian actually are you an Olympian no not good enough next like that'd be unbelievable I would watch the shit out of that
1: That's like the mammy.
0: yeah <laughs> I feel like I just like give my ma my phone like download Tinder like I don't have Tinder already um, and just like give my ma Tinder on my phone don't be like, do that to Phil
3: she doesn't need those dick pics no swipe away Phil swipe <laughs> away I'm, I'm... and then I'd make a TV show out of it yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm, uh, I'm too old for Tinder, I don't, I met well, my- And
3: you're also fucking married. Like, yeah, well, no, mean, not no, the thing is, right? <laughs> like, there's a few minor- There are loads of people here. who are married who met
2: their partner on Tinder. What I'm trying to say is like, I'm, I'm, I'm with my wife so long, when we started going out, internet dating was just for weirdos.
3: I mean, it's, I mean, it's, still, I mean, it's still for weirdos, it still is.
2: But there's some of the general populace mixed in with them as well. Who's here on a Tinder date?
3: Liar.
0: I did in did me, out of my good eye, I did. Ac- out of my good eye, uh, I did actually see some, like young fella there. and he proper like pop the arm around, and I kind of wanted to call him out in it. And I'm not even going to say where he is in the crowd because I don't want to embarrass them. Yeah, but saw, I was yeah. like, that was real smooth.
2: Perfect. Just yeah. Just bear in mind as well. Like this is not a visual medium. <laughs> People will listen. So she
3: did the, the, the arm around yeah. thing. It was a real cash yawn. Ooh, like, yeah, your man, like man over your arm there arms.
2: in the shirt with the thing. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Anyway, so, hey. presents, no, dating shows. Where are we? <laughs> TG Where are
0: we? What are we? Where are we? <laughs> we
2: were just finished with Clowness, which is just a brilliant idea and should really come yes. back. Yes. Except I definitely couldn't do it. I definitely couldn't do it. Like, I would not do only it. because I'm married, but also because my mother hates me.
3: <laughs> that, that'd be the show I'd want to watch as well. Like, I mean, that side of it as well. Like, oh, oh, he, he's an arsehole. Like, yeah. you know, he deserves yeah. nothing. He deserves love. Just like, fucking
2: love that. take him. <laughs> yeah. Just take him. Just, I don't want to see him again. Just did he, take.
3: Did he, p- he tell you about the sweating problem? Did he tell you about that, did he? Yeah, yeah no, you wouldn't like him, actually. Sh- you know, sh- light. Light. you're better off. Get out when you still can. I Get would watch out. that. Look,
2: all right, in my defense, it's quite, the spotlight's <laughs> quite warm. The lights this are hot. Not, <laughs> this is not a habitual problem. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> a comparative study on the <laughs> yeah. habitual sweating habits of several podcasters. Um, yeah, so I would, I would definitely watch that. It'd be brilliant. But yeah, Passion Fashion. So if anybody hasn't seen Passion Fashion, Passion Fashion was a show where three, and generally it was three men trying to mm-hmm. uh, date a, a girl. Uh, and the three men <laughs> would not be seen by this girl. Though she would never see them. They would see a videotape of her, and she would give them a few clues as to what to do and what her style was and Then they would each go out and buy an outfit for her, and she would go on a date <laughs> with the one who picked the outfit she liked the best
1: and the punchline was that straight boys don 't know much about women 's clothes <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, pretty no. much pretty much. So when I did passion fashion, um, I will be up front here and just say. And I'm sorry to break people's hearts here. It's all a fucking sham and I did it for the money.
3: <gasps> no! Yeah. no! You got paid! You of course I got paid.: I'm
2: sorry, I
3: embarrassed
2: myself on national television. Of course I got paid.
3: Oh, the magic's ruined. And even oh. worse,
2: I had to spend two days in Nace. So oh, of yeah. course oh. I got paid. Yeah, OK,
3: that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Okay. Right.
2: Anybody here from Nace? Well, of no, course. They, they weren't allowed out
3: either. Because
1: <laughs> Nace is the Irish for sex no, no. Is the uh,
3: like he tried to tell me two hours ago that he doesn't tell dad jokes like are you fucking for real like, he, <laughs> he sat yes. there
0: and he told us to our faces that he doesn't do dad jokes
3: <laughs> and proceeds to sit here for an hour like just reeling off dad jokes at you anyway nice. Yeah. mother
0: folklore is comparative study of blatant liars <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks, podcast dad. Yeah, um, yeah so... It's
0: more like father folklore, am I right? Oh, hey. Hey. Hey.
2: Good night. <laughs> uh, Thanks. So, presidents... Um, <laughs> When, well, so I got the, got the call. Can you, can you come on Passion Fashion? I was like, no way. Sorry, you no, like, got the call from who? Like, who was
3: like, oh, you know... Michael D. Potter. From
2: Michael D, yeah. Michael Higgins. Oh, yes, okay. indeed. Yeah. Can you go on a Passion Fashion? N'chara. A faderine, <laughs> we need you. The Irish language needs you. Awaken your Gaelic spirit. And go and buy clothes.
3: I'll give you for a young one. Shop.
2: You must, you must go to Nace. Take up the sacred torch and go to Nice. <laughs> so you know, well, look, when the minister for arts, culture, heritage, and the graphics calls, you don't refuse. You don't refuse. So I took up the sacred torch and I went to Nice. Now they're going to pay me. They're going to pay me 200 euros. I was like, yes, yeah, sweet. I was a student. It's the fucking best thing ever. 200 euros. That's like one night's drinking it's incredible <laughs> so yeah so i said i'd do it and look there's we tell jokes all the time about how the irish language is is small you know it's it's quite you know it's small and there's not you know there's not a lot of people who speak irish we all sort of know each so other so it was
3: pather's cousin who was on the tape
2: Perfect. not quite <laughs> almost
3: oh. not quite okay i was joking but
2: <laughs> so the three of us three lads from different parts of the country we get into uh the Osprey Hotel, Time nightclub in Nace.
3: Oh, I've been to Time, yeah. It's okay. You must go, take the
2: secret, go to Time. <laughs> the largest na- nightclub in Kildare. You must go there. So I went there, I went there. And uh, they sit this laptop down and they say, listen, lads, we're going to be realistic here, right? You may know the girl on the tape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretend you do not know the girl on the tape. So they played the tape. And this very lovely young woman started talking about her style and how she was from a certain place in, in West Dublin. And she was a big fan of retro vintage style. I'm looking at this going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they immediately come up to you. They put the camera in your face. What do you think? Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, those are great hints. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And then they go, all right, cut. And I go, that's my ex-girlfriend, you <laughs> bastard. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We went out when I was 14. <laughs> No. She was 15. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Because <laughs> I had mad game. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so it was my ex-girlfriend and we had to pretend not to, I had to pretend not to know her. <gasps> the sham.
3: <gasps> oh, the lies. And the oh. other thing,
2: listen, it's so full of lies. It's so full of lies.
3: I'm actually, like, so I'm, I'm genuinely in shock here. <laughs> this is fucking <laughs>
2: great. It's so full of lies because the other thing is the three of us, the three of us who were there, um, we're all students. And they were like, lads, listen, we've just done six episodes in a row with fucking students, so we can't have more students. You have to pretend to be something that's not students. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last job you got paid for? <laughs> so um, I said, well, I was just in, I was just in a commercial uh, for Shakhtar Nagaraga. So myself and a few of the other people from the Irish Language Society in college, we were in a commercial in an ad that was screened on television. So I said, right, you're an actor fucking right I am. <laughs> so for the next three hours every single sentence I uttered began with, well, as an actor. <laughs> uh, so uh, and then, then they asked this other guy who was sitting next to me, um, uh, Sean, and I said what was the last job you got paid for? And he said uh, well I just got back from Buenos Aires where I was teaching English to homeless street kids. They went, oh, uh, yeah. English teacher, that's Grant, next. Uh, and then they went to um, Seamus, and Seamus said, uh, um, you know, I, I sell shoes part time in Brown Thomas. And they were like, OK, we'll put you down as a shoe salesman. He goes, no, 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 don't, 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 don't do that. Put me down as a fashion consultant <laughs> on Passion Fashion. <laughs> yeah. So they did. So had, so with me fucking around for three hours, like, as an actor, um, <laughs> I would like a glass of water, thank you. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, of course, we had to go and buy these horrendous clothes because, like, Nace is a kip. <laughs> so we each got a different shop to go to in Nace, and we had to buy it. And because it was, like, a small boutique Irish show, we had to find small boutique Irish... boutiques
3: no duns stores no no
2: chains no duns no nothing so we had to buy clothes so I bought a top and jeans and a belt and a bag because fucking accessorise yo
3: yes god yeah you know what I'm saying you should have bought the jeans with pockets but we'll get into that of course I bought the jeans with pockets woke AF lady pockets though it's not you it's the patriarchy
1: we were at the time about the pocket situation
2: I was not aware at the time about the pocket situation. Try running, like ham
0: fists and like fitting anything into yeah. ladies' pockets. Yeah. Like my I, party trick is that I have bigger hands than everyone else.
2: I <laughs> did not realise, I did not realise that like pockets were a piece of conspiracy. You bought a bag, conspiracy. you're anyway, a, yeah, anyway, from a anyway, anyway, yes, anyway, yes. You bought a bag, I, I bought a bag, yeah. yeah, I bought a bag. Yeah, I bought a bag. Because <laughs> uh, accessories, yo. Yeah. Um, the bag had shiny bits on it.
3: Oh, it's she loves funny. that. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Listen, women be loving shiny things.
3: Me too. Am I right? Uh,
2: I didn't win, obviously. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the best part of it was uh, when the girl came out wearing the outfit that she chose. And then she had to look at the three of us. And then she saw me. And she did a double take. Mm. And she was like, and you could just see her lips moving going, I hope it wasn't fucking his. <laughs> Jesus Christ but didn't pick his.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: How small is this fucking community?
2: Because I should, I should mention she dumped my ass.
3: <laughs>
2: Ouch. Oh, what I know. Did you do? Probably deserved it though, to be fair. Like. No, I did not deserve it. I was the innocent. Sure. That defamation. Fucking sure. That yeah. defamation suit is getting stronger and stronger <laughs> as it goes. Um, so yeah, passion, fashion, an amazing, amazing. Uh, Who
3: did win? Was it the sure. fashion consultant? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Um, They're married. Listen, he bought a. No, he's actually gay. Like, uh, <laughs> <the> lies.
2: <laughs> this just gets better and better. <laughs> he bought he bought a skirt that had a pattern of a house on it. It was there was no pockets on what he bought. Uh,
3: quirky though, I like It
2: was that. quirky. Yeah, I'll give yeah, him yeah, that. Yeah. It was quirky. He bought her a skirt and a cardigan. She basically looked like his mother. <laughs> And I think he was okay with that,
3: yeah okay and then, and then and
2: then and then and then the best thing was, like at the end, as the credits roll, they do this little v t where they say, like, "So what did you think of the date? What do you think?" and all that, and of course, like it's all spoof like they're never going to see each other again, and so the girl she goes like, Oh yeah, listen, I had a great time. he's a wonderful guy, he's a really nice guy, but if I see him again, it'd probably only be as friends. It's like one of those heartbreaking bits on first dates, mm, where yeah. you go like, "Oh no, but you're perfect together. Why are you doing that <laughs> and then of course. Uh, Seamus just handed up. He was like, I really like her. I really like her. I've got a, I've got a cousin's wedding next month, and I think I'm going to ask her to be my date. So guy yeah, is, listen. The guy's gay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's maybe he has whole family. you there.
1: go first, Jarrett. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, you go first. Um, but yeah, look, absolutely fantastic. Passion fashion, arguably the greatest thing T.G. Carr has given the world. And, and the reason I pay my license fee to, to this this. The best thing Michael
3: D. Higgins has given the world. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that no, story on. from Padder? Sorry, bro, then show it there. The best thing Michael yeah, D. Higgins. The dogs. I, yeah. and then Michael Dogs over. Higgins. <laughs> seconded only by Padder's story about passion and fashion. And it's all like cut. Higgins, so it's all uh, good. Man, no, it's a. Uh, how are we doing on uh, time, guys?
0: Should sure, we have a few? I yeah. have to be rambling for London this evening. Really. Uh, 10 past 12, Why does that take a few questions? Yeah. yeah 10 so past 12, sorry, 12 minutes past 10. Yeah. 10 Chill out there, Eamon. Really,
2: <laughs> I was also point out, Emer, that like this isn't a live podcast on the Headstuff podcast network, so when you say 10 past 10, like the people listening back to this next In week the have morning. no fucking frame of reference. In the
0: morning. In the morning, In the morning you all have no jazz. If you're if listening, listening to this stayed up your... all night making Michael D. Higgins jokes as to what the D stood for, but then mm. Brian, our editor, Cut it all out. Yeah. Brian does that. Yeah. No, so. he's not. I'm sorry. I don't
3: right, lads. We have a yeah, really so Don't
0: be maybe shy. Maybe about presidents. I don't know. Or about words, Irish Irish words, or words, words from words Ireland, Ireland even Or maybe that, yeah. someone's going to buy me flowers for Valentine's Day.
3: Yeah, somebody. going Hand, to. Hands up.
0: If you, well, that's it's crickets. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really,
3: oh, someday. <laughs> it's someday.
0: But hands oh, up hands who's hands buying me flowers for Valentine's Day. Still fucking no one. All right, where's he getting all these flowers oh, There's a the guy
3: at the back here. Look at him. No,
0: there, yeah. no, oh, right. you're, oh you're a violent fla- Michael D. <laughs> <laughs> no, Who? Flowers? What? I don't know. All right. Hi, what's your question? Hi.
3: Should it be compulsory for a president of Ireland to be fluent? Ask Geilge. Uh, we actually touched on this, and you're obviously not a regular listener because we did touch on this a couple of weeks ago.
4: <laughs> you're no <I'm> joking. <laughs>
3: um, I don't think so, personally. I think the criteria we have, Irish citizen 35 years old, I think, because, as again, we've said this before, um, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to sort of, for various reasons, People can't speak Irish. So, be it that perhaps they were born outside of Ireland and they didn't get the opportunity, perhaps they have some sort of like socioeconomic perhaps a, um, reasons for not being able to speak it, or they just didn't grow up speaking it. I mean, I don't want to say it's the way it's taught, but like a lot of people come out of the school system not being able to speak Irish and didn't get opportunities like many of us have had to, to speak Irish. So, I don't think it shouldn't be a qualifier. I do like it when my president speaks Irish, but it's not a necessary factor. Um, I think, and I think it would be unfair. I think it would make it kind of an exclusive club of just. Irish speakers, and I don't think... You can be Irish and represent Ireland without speaking the language, um, so I do think uh, that probably not. I don't know what you guys... Are yeah,
2: thinking. I mean, it's important to me, but that's just me and my vote, and I would never presume to make it part of the, the grounds that one can run for president. I'd like... I'd much rather if we could put something in place where arseholes can't run for president. Yeah, yeah.
3: that'd be better. Yeah, That would be like pretty qualify. sweet,
2: and that's that's language exclusionary. It doesn't matter what language you are. Yeah. Some people are just...
3: Some Irish speakers are ourselves Is that no kidding? It's true. <laughs> kidding. Just ask my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all Irish speakers. <laughs> no, so I, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. In cash so. they Yeah. You're making him run for it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Work
2: it,
0: go on, get those steps Lads, in.
3: You, These are having the time of your life down there. Yeah, we are <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. This is
0: what it's always like. That's <laughs> been alright.
3: <laughs> was that your question? No, no, no. So is it's it's this more less of a question, more of a comment. Question than of a question? Question. <laughs> no, it, it's um, I heard the other day that Leon Ireda is actually the first presidential candidate from a Gale-Talked area, and I was just wondering how, what your thoughts on were and the significance of that.
2: Wow. So that depends on you know what you consider a Gale-Talked area, because several of our presidents were born before. Yeah. were created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Several of them were born before the foundation of the state. And Douglas Hyde was one of the last native speakers of Roscommon Irish. And if you go to the RTE archives, you can actually listen to a recording of his inauguration speech. And he takes the oath in Irish in his own dialect of Roscommon Irish, one of the very, very few recordings we have of that. So certainly, as far as the modern concept of the gaeltacht being an area in which Irish is predominantly spoken, Leah is the first and, and tremendous uh, heritage within the Irish language. Her father was Sean the noted uh, composer. Uh, so yeah, I do think it's significant. Uh, and I think we don't see an awful lot of people from Gaeltacht areas get involved in upper level politics, simply because the sad fact of it is the areas are the most deprived, poorest parts of the country. Uh, there is less investment per job in the Gaelic areas than any other part of the country. Uh, since the economic recession, they've had uh, investment in the Gaelic cut by 70%, and that's yet to be restored. So like when, when Cromwell said, to Heller to Connacht, and he shunted all the Gaelic Irish out towards the west coast, the last thing we really wanted the free state to do was to say, well, fucking stay there and speak Irish. <laughs> so yeah, it is significant, really, that we have someone from a Gaelic area, in this instance, West Cork. Um, which is one of the overlooked Gaeltechs and one of my favourite Gaeltechs these Baliborna and Cule uh, yeah around there and if you ever listen to Cor Cule amazing singers and, and many
3: of her family members are actually involved her brother is, is yeah. uh, the uh, uh, director of that choir but she she's actually has a great heritage of actually standing up for language rights she was an MEP um, I suppose she'll go back to being an MEP if she doesn't win the presidential election and she has been protesting for a while or had been I don't know if it's still ongoing um, the lack of Irish language um, uh, no. Uh, seen, uh, uh, interpretation. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> interpreters, because her first language is Irish, and she is entitled to an Irish language uh, feed of what's going on in, in, in Europe. But she doesn't get it because there isn't as many people doing the jobs, um, and she has been protesting that. But but I mean, you know, she's a. She's
2: never spoken. English in the plenary of the European Parliament. She has yeah. only spoken Irish and occasionally some French. Yeah. Uh, she's never spoken English in that. And people are pointing out, oh, i this video of her speaking English. It's like, no, that's yeah, she not. Does the... She does speak English well. She like, speak Well English. done, like. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, should a president have to speak English? Is that not just a little bit? It's the bit... way
3: it's taught English. It's all that Shakespeare, guys. It's, yeah. uh.
2: it's just not relevant. <laughs> Sorry. Any questions?
3: Yeah. What was the question? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh,
2: Who is your favorite Irish president
1: of all time?
3: Me, oh yeah, that wasn't for me, but that's, I'm going to answer it anyway. Mary Robinson, guys, yeah. Yeah. God, the only way I would not vote for the incumbent is if Mary decided I'm going, I'm going to go again. I, I'm going to throw my hat back in. I know she won't, but like. It's
2: buddy. time for term number
1: two, bitches.
3: <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> Mary's back. <laughs> I love Te- her.
1: Technically, Mary could run and run again. She
3: got not technically, bitch. She could run again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. Um, who's, who's your favorite president? My favorite is is. Back I just think um, I guess during the um, the marriage equality referendum when she's speaking about her yeah. her son coming out, I think because you're an ex-president for the rest of your life. You can be a president, do a bad job, get kicked out, but you're an ex-president for the rest of your life, and I think she's just an, an amazing ex-president. And she's used her profile to bring people who maybe um bring bring people from con- conservative backgrounds onto on board on some big social issues, and it's really moved me and it's been important to my family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My, I'm kind of tied between Mary Macleese and Mary Robinson.
3: Mary's are great, though.
0: Yeah, go on the Mary's. Um, I think Mary Robinson has been such an icon. And then kind of Mary McAleese has kind of come along, and she's done almost the same as Mary Robinson, being that kind of uh, you know, the political figurehead and doing everything right. And she's also kind of like cut her two middle fingers and just kind of, you know? At the same time, I like all the institutions that you should be doing that to. And I'm like, go on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Come she's on. great lately. Well, marys. She's yeah, yeah. Marys are I'm gonna I'm gonna just speak up for Shanti O'Kelly here. I think uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. somebody has to somebody has to and only and only for one reason Patter like, liked him before he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hipster president, yeah. Shanti O'Kelly. Um It's like the Irish the Irish president, mm-hmm. Irish people are yeah, not Yeah, name
3: five of his albums though, Paddock <laughs> <you? laughs>
2: <laughs> Irish people are not supposed to accept um uh, Awards from other states, particularly knighthoods and honours and things like that. Are you listening, Bob Geldof? You twat. <laughs> um, sorry, sir twat. Um, but Shanti O'Kellogg had his official portrait painted and it's hanging in Oris Neutron, wearing all this stuff that he got off France, Légion d'Honneur, and everything like that. Like the first citizen of the country giving a huge big fuck you to you're not supposed to get any honours from uh, foreign countries. He's not my favorite. Mary Robinson's my favorite president. She's class. Yes, God. Have you heard her podcast, Mothers of Invention? Holy shit, it's brilliant. If She's going to knows save the world. Her, can
3: she just bring her? I just want to meet her so badly. Like, yeah. Just bring her along. If anyone knows her, like, tell her about this podcast and get her yeah. to come
2: on. Oh. Anyway, there was uh, another yeah, a
3: question
2: was a, here from the channel. Question,
3: yes.
0: um, Hi. Guys, hi how, how are you doing, guys? You good, how are you? Oh, all right, I'm fine. What's your name? John. Is John, name. nice to meet you. All right. Anyway, nice to carry on with your question. Sorry. Um, do you guys think it's important to have a president? What What's the point? Why, why again, do you have? Or that? This was
3: <laughs> okay. Just uh, sorry, really I'm I forgot that one. <laughs>
1: but I'm not so sure. What do you guys think? I I think me. I think it's like having a fire extinguisher. You hope you don't need it.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Also, this again discussed Gotta a couple check of weeks ago, years But sure, it's fine if you're not a regular listener. That's okay. Um, I do think. I think it's important. I think it's important because our governments change so often. And mm. generally speaking, people tend not to like the government. I mean, I'm not saying particularly... I mean, nobody likes any of the government, uh, like, ever. Um, but the president is very well got, and he or he or she kind of inspires people. I think it's really important to have that figurehead that you can be like, OK, well, I might not like whoever is Taoiseach now or the government that we have now. That person can represent us in a really presidential way. And I think that's really important for a country, because otherwise we have an arsehole like Trump or... I don't know, somebody pandering to the press in another country. I'm not mentioning any names, but I'm talking about, Uh, you know. And it just looks bad. Whereas I think the president is a really good figurehead, and I do think it's important to have that opinion of. of I don't know, you guys.
2: I say bring back the Gaelic monarchy and aristocracy. Is Finn Dwyer still here? Because I'm gonna get him to check my birthright, but I reckon I'm the heir to the throne of (laughs) Leinster. Um, So I'm, um, yeah, no. I, I mean, look, president is fine. That's grand, but I want to be king of Leinster. Mm. So, Michael D will do for now, that's fine, it's great, but eventually I will, yeah. as soon as I can raise uh, an, an army of Cambro-Norman nor- mercenaries, because that's never backfired before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no listen, the president's great, it's it's fantastic, it's great, it's like it's having an, a head of state that isn't also the head of government, because yeah. mm. that's where you end up with something like the US situation where checks and balances fail, yeah. uh, here the checks and balances almost can't fail because they're statutory implements yeah. and there's no power in the uh, in, in the presidential system It's function.
3: like a spell check. You, it doesn't really do much, but it's important to have it. And so I do think it's important. I think the small constitutional role that the president has is actually really important, much like the Shannon as well. Small constitutional role, doesn't really have a lot of power, but all important, and I think they all make up a really good system. I do think, criticises I might, our political system, I do think we have a good working system. Very little chance of a dictator coming along, which is okay with me unless it's Pather who's been king of Leinster I mean I haven't seen your policies yet but I might get on board yeah sure
0: Hi, I, anyway. I sorry I just
2: a quick question do you what do you think is causing the rise in popularity of Irish with the
1: mother folklore the Irish four and Hiya. then also the pop-up gail sucks and things like that there's a little bit more of an embrace of
3: it's because we're all right. <laughs> no, it's next these question. two fuckers. Like it's these two guys here. It's Pather and, and and Derek um, who like pop up at the at the Irish for It's It's these guys alone. Um.
2: So we always say like because myself and my my friend Oscar O'Kear. Your husband, it, Oscar. My, my husband, Oscar. My um, guilthug husband, Oscar. That's what my wife calls him. My guilthug <laughs> husband, because um, I spend more time with him planning where our next piss up is.
3: Planning, drinking wines, drinking
2: wines. Planning. We always describe it as. Um, You know, we just threw a match, and the petrol was already there, and the flame just took off. So I think we as a society have matured beyond this cultural cringe. I think we've gotten over this idea that there's a sort of an internalised embarrassment. It's like, I'm Irish, and I don't speak Irish, I should speak Irish, so therefore It's the structure's fault or it's the system's fault or it's an institution's fault or it's, you know, it's anything other than uh, on me, my own personal choices, my own personal life and things like that. And I think as a society we move beyond that and we move to a more mature acceptance of our own cultural heritage and there's so many factors... To that like it has a lot to do with the peace process in the north it has a lot to do with taking Irish out of the hands of radical thirty two county republicanism, physical force violence, and things like that, taking it away from that, and taking it away from the church the school the school book from fucking Dev like just to put it in the hands of people <laughs> <Shoppers>. like. <laughs> Listen, people hate him, people hate him. That's just it, they just hate him. Um, It's just to take it away from all your old ideas of Irish are pretty much no longer valid. And what we have now, particularly in Dublin, is we have more young urban Irish speakers. We have more Irish speakers in Dublin than anywhere else in Ireland, in the world. Uh, And it's important that we recognise this important part of our cultural heritage. And also, people really like podcasts and pints. So we just give the people what they want.
3: (laughs) And I do, uh, Derek's not going to say this because he's modest, but I do think what you have done is uh, you've taken it outside of the classroom and brought it, like, fun stuff. Like, uh, you know, an Irish word here and there about, like, popular culture things that, or, or things that you never thought there was an Irish word for is so far removed from what everybody's used to. So it gives a new light to Irish, and I think Derek's done a really, like, I like Pat, I said, how many people have you met who've said, God, I wish I spoke Irish, I just never learned it properly in school? Th- there's the want there, there just wasn't the facilities, and I think these two guys have, have done a bit of a round of applause for the guy. Yeah. My
0: favourite anecdote, um, and I told this story sitting here back in March when myself and Guardian did the Blind Boy podcast, if anybody was at it, I think Finn was also doing that one as well, um, is basically how I became involved with <laughs> Mother Folklore. <laughs> um, so it was back in like, I don't know, was it like my fresher year of college, my second year in college, I don't know. And um, Derek was just kind of kicking off with the at the Irish for the Twitter account. And, you know, I thought it was funny, so, you know, gave it a follow, and that was grand. And the next thing, um, obviously, I was studying uh, medieval Irish and Celtic studies. I think Dara could, like, follow me back, and that was grand. And um, after one particular night out in, in Maynooth, go on, if anybody's been to Mantra and Maynooth, you'll understand this story. Uh, Mantra has since closed down and I'm very sad uh, <laughs> <laughs> It closed down after that one
3: night Probably
0: probably after this incident But I still can't believe I tell the story Mantra
2: I should point out was a pub in Manute That had a waterfall in the smoking section
0: uh, Ireland's largest indoor waterfall I will have you know but anyway <laughs> yeah, I had... It's got a lot
3: of competition I'd say
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had shifted a lad in Mantra Thanks uh, Except for some reason He had like put his finger in my ear <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Right. So, of course, me being the, the big mouth that I am, I decided to tweet this story, and Derek, with his quite large Twitter platform, uh, decided to quote this tweet um, with the um, with the, the phrase "Then she neither n- n- the clues."
1: Now the clues. There was, he'd make yeah. a nest in your ear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and so the podcast was born. <laughs> yeah. Basically since then um uh, myself and Darek had kind of Yeah been conversing back and forth over other topics that weren't shifting some young fella Mantra.
2: Um, and that and lad who stuck his finger in Emer's ear. He's
0: here tonight! <laughs> tonight. <laughs> um, and then yes, yeah, so that's how that's how I got involved in in all of this. And it's kind of even though I was still studying Irish and medieval Irish and Catholicism and whatever else, it's kind of it got me more involved in the kind of the urbanisation. Shall we say there was air quotes there for those of you listening to the recorded version who weren't it's not here. A visual medium, <laughs> um, the, um, kind of the urbanisation of of
3: Irish. Yeah. So thanks, yeah, they thanks do that stuff, yeah, yeah. And great. now we keep telling thanks, story Dark. and by
2: his books, motherfucker yeah. and crack yeah. baby. <laughs>
3: sorry, guys, we got a question. Yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. Hi, it's Hi. Teresa. Oh, Hi. Yay. Yay. So this is a comment, it's not a question.
2: Oh, great! <laughs> All right, more... bye. <laughs> It's a response to the last question.
0: Um, I do feel social media has contributed to the rise of the use of Irish language. Um, because if it wasn't for social media, the Irish form or the Folklore and Pop-Up Girl wouldn't have the recognition that it does. But I also feel that it has normalised the use of Irish for a lot
3: of people who might not have Irish around them and it's allowed them to connect other people. So in some way, we have to thank technology for yeah. the increase. And Teresa yeah. has actually been on our show and she's fascinating and does a lot with machine translation Irish. Um Give her a follow on Twitter. Listen to her podcast. She's really fascinating. She's got a great TED Talk as well. Thanks for yeah, coming. She's Theresa.
1: doing absolutely <laughs> amazing, vital work and we will share mm-hmm. the link to her TED Talk because you all need to see it.
3: Fellow ads, fellow yeah. DCU alum. Woo.
2: And yeah. look, t- at the end of the day, we're sitting here doing a live podcast because this guy started a Twitter account a couple yeah. of years ago. So of course we have to look at social media and the role that plays and, and how there's actually really a virtual Gaeiltocht out there. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's a lot more open and welcoming and less intimidating than, you know, the actual Gaeiltocht uh, yeah. or heading down there for the summer. You know what I mean? Like it's... Uh, <laughs> Although you won't get the shift yeah, on less Twitter. Yeah, less
3: shifting on Twitter. Less You might get the shift here. Less shifting on Twitter. All right. Yeah, yeah, if get it, anyone gets the shift here, us. us <laughs>
0: look, if you get the shift here, we'll see if we can get your ticket money back. But you can't be shifting someone you already know. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't agree that, to that. Uh, pop that hand that around count. there. That doesn't count. Sorry. Right. Questions <laughs> back, have
4: we? Uh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to know, I haven't listened to much of your podcast, so I don't know. Yeah.
2: Invalid yeah. Bye. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. no
4: guys, we welcome
2: new listeners for now. No, no we don't. No, no, no we, we don't. Guys, no, I can't we have the perfect amount of listeners.
4: I can't guarantee I won't be listening after these comments, to be honest with uh, you. Now, I wanted to know uh, what your opinion is on uh, English place names inside of Ireland. So, for example, Cliny uh, Hill, I was up, up there recently, and it's called Victoria Hill. And that's named after Queen Victoria. Uh, it's I mean, not, how, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I there's thought it was a, named after Victoria Smurfit.
3: Sorry, uh, <laughs> Beckham. No, is that after Um
4: So I just wanted to know, like, so there's other names. I understand that, like, traditionally we have like king and queens in in Ireland, but I wanted to know what you think <clears> about like places that are named after king and queen of England and Ireland or uh, of England, it's like the monarchical who are oppressors and that hasn't been changed maybe or that just hasn't been dealt with.
3: Um, I think what you're effectively if you change those names, I don't personally have it. I lived on Victoria Cross in Cork for years, um, and I had no issue with it. I do believe some people have issues with it. But I, I, I think it's strange because um, you're denying part of the, the actual history. Like Finn beforehand. Was saying a lot about how, like you know, people present this narrative in history, and I think if you take away names and, and replace them, I mean, we were colonized for a long time. We were these these were significant people in our history, so I, it doesn't offend me in any way. I, I mean, we have some lovely place names, and and the anglicized version of place names. I mean, if you're to, to criticize. I think Victoria or whatever you know place names that have that in it. Why not revert everything back to the Irish language name? Um, you know, rather than using the anglicised version. I don't know. I don't yeah. really care to be honest. I, I, d- I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I, I just think that you might be sanitising a version of history that's that's not necessarily accurate. I don't know.
1: Like I think it's it's important. It's a part of history that deserves to be remembered. And I think well, sometimes renaming things kind of uh, intentionally can can replace a history. I'm I'm more offended by the way some of the new estates during the Celtic Tiger had completely meaningless names like Gladway Muse and, uh, and, and Fern Close and there's, there's never been a fern anywhere near it and I think and, that and, and to as far from Muse as we were reared whereas I think I mean like yeah I, I, I don't know who Westmoreland was or what he was up to I'm sure it was no good but I mean I think it's dastardly we, 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 we probably shaling potatoes he was yeah like you probably imagine as you stay on the potatoes like, oh look at me I'm a short 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 look at me eating potatoes. But, but I think <laughs> but, but my point is that we can if, like if if we were renamed Westmoreland Street Devil Street, Street uh, would we forget
3: no I'm actually sorry I'm behind the no, I'm doing okay <laughs>
1: I've changed my mind, Devilera Street it is. Sirrah. If, if we re- re- renamed Westmoreland Street Michael Collins Street, would we be pre- would we be pretending that a bad part of our history that we should remind ourselves to never happen again yeah. never happened? Yeah. And like, yeah. what's the danger in that?
0: I mean, I would then go further back in time with my kind of place name study. Um, shall we say, um, if if you want, if you are so inclined, the kind of the lore of place names in medieval Ireland is called Din um, it's Spelled not like it's pronounced. Uh, it's <laughs> D-I-N-D-S-H-E-N-C-H-A-S. I'll, I'll tweet it afterwards. Um, but it was always, there was... Um, a place was named and then a story was kind of almost built around this name kind of a thing. So while you might see a place name and it might make any real, like if you're looking at the Irish version of a place name rather it might make any real sense. But next thing, you know, Padder will come along and he'll say, oh, but it was named because of so-and-so who was a son of so-and-so who lived here and did this, and this is how the name came about kind of a thing. So there's a lot of... um, Literary material surviving from a sort of a medieval Irish period that just deals specifically with Irish, Irish, Irish place names. If you if you want to look at that, if not, I
2: think you have to look at history in in its broadest, biggest context. We've been naming and renaming places for thousands of years. The the early Christians were hoers for it. (laughs) (laughs) They were awful. Anywhere with a kill in it was a church. And anywhere with a monastery, monaster Boyce, Monster Evan, all those they had a monastery or an abbey there. They weren't there before Christianity got here, before that Welsh prick St. Patrick got here. <laughs> um the snakes were never here, right? So you can't even take credit for that. Oh, there's
3: snakes, here,
2: right. I think snakes. I think I think what you have to do is you can't just look and say, this is the point before which yeah. names were good and after which names were bad. Now, we do have to do certain things to redress some of our post-colonial history. We took back Doonleire. It used to be Kingstown. Yeah. Um, imagine, imagine if you were still sitting here and you're from Queens County. no right? No <laughs> way, man. Leisha boo you know? So we do have, to, we have else, to look I mean. at it in a broad <laughs> context. But like at the end of the day, like we've been naming and renaming shit for so long. And if the Brits yeah. built the road, the Brits named the road.
3: Yeah, And they gave us some grand buildings as well. I mean, do you want to demolish, I don't know, the dollar? well, maybe, I don't know. Oris <laughs> <laughs> and neutron's lovely building, like Mansion House, lovely building. The Brit's, we did, and any th- nice buildings we have, the Brits do those. Like. <laughs> we,
2: we did rename Oris and because it was the well, yeah. Viseregal Lodge.
3: Yeah, but uh, then we put a neutron in it, so we we're like, yeah. that'd be the Oris then. That'd be the
4: Oris, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. Any other questions, guys? Oh, loads oh, now in class. Nice. Oh, yeah. Hi. I can't see Bear in mind, lads. We all actually there go mics, home with so some point. Does somebody have the mic? <laughs> yeah.
0: Hang on. This gal here. Will my mic just No, no. No, I have
3: it. Nima, you're wonky. Hi. Um, I have um. just a question going back to the topic of presidents. Okay. Yeah. Why okay. is the Irish word for presidents so similar to the Irish word for ice cream? Oh, I, love this. This, oh, oh, question, oh, I love this. this is my favorite thing ever. Oh, I love this. It's one Best of my favorite Irish ever. words. Yeah. So, uchter is... Cream, cream rises to the top. <laughs> uh, fantastic. So top oacht. citizen. Uh, yeah, top top fella. Um, ocht is like zenith, like the highest point. So that's where why. It, so Ulchter is like the highest point. Isn't that? Like, is an Irish fucking lovely lad. Like how <laughs> nice is that? <laughs> Favorite. And je- um, the the supreme court is on court Ulstercht, which is the highest court. I fucking love that shit. Like I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs>
2: so the president is. The cream, dude. <laughs> yes, indeed.
3: He is though. He Creamy head. The cream of the crop.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Sorry, we questions on your own. There's a gal here. I think she's going to actually hop out of her My mic won't stretch that far. And now we really want <laughs> oh, to work. By the I news. know.
3: We took a selfie, and it didn't we work a out. <laughs> okay, so I know there's individual opinions on this topic, <gasps> but is there an official motherfucker stance on the abomination that is coddle?
0: No! 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 We're actually we're banned from us. We were saying you're not. You're not. Don't. No. No. Banned. Daryl from mentioning c words. Get out. I have banned him from mentioning. Wait, like all of our group chats today are like, don't
3: you fucking dare mention that. Don't bring it up.
2: I'll go. There are many people in this room who don't listen to the motherfucker podcast who don't
3: have a fucking clue what's going on. Just don't fucking boil sausages. No. Stop engaging in the conversation. Don't let them have it. No. There isn't an official. Line we are we are pleading the fifth. We are saying no comment on that. I swear, if either of you fucking comment, guys, <laughs> think, out of yeah. here.
2: Do we have to do next we have to, question? Do we next have to wrap this question. up? Or how we fix for time? Yeah. Just
0: give us one more because lads, I yeah. need yeah. to get back to there yeah. tonight. All right, one more time. I'm not paying the taxi fare.
1: This will be the last one,
2: I think.
3: Okay, on <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's Hi. your name? Uh, Orla. Orla, uh, have hello.
0: you been having fun? Yeah. awesome. All right. Okay. What's your question? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. She was just like, no. <laughs>
3: uh, first question is just it. are you ever going to release another Halloween episode? Because that one episode that you do, <laughs> I, like, I probably listened to it about five times. It was it's you who so listened. Good. No. <laughs> yeah. It's just me.
2: We have to get
1: six downloads. I was one of them. Uh, we were wondering who's listening to the Halloween episode in June.
3: <laughs> and you. <laughs> Jeez, I thought we did better episodes than that. It must have been gas. But, but yes, we, we are going to She's do another Halloween yes, episode. We yes, are, we are, yes. We are.
1: and it
2: will be spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a lot
3: of that shit in the episode. For anyone who hasn't listened to it, sorry. Your second question, then. Also on the subject of um, Padder wanting to be the next. King oh, of yeah. Leinster. My friend is too embarrassed to say, but she's actually the heir to the throne of the King of Leinster. Oh.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: Oh.
2: Uh, oh, oh shit. We're probably related. What? Are you one of the Kavanaugh McMurrars? McMurra Kavanas. Yeah. You <laughs> Jesus. Okay. True law. We got Game of Fucking Trolls going on in here! Whoa! Oh my
3: god! This is too much. Oh, lads, oh, yes. I'm so fucking small? <laughs> Holy
2: shit! I don't think the three heirs to the throne of Lancer should be in the same room at Nobody the same has time. To
3: leave. There's a, there's it's there's like the people have <laughs> who
2: have the secret ingredient to Coca-Cola. We, we, I think we have to wrap this up. I think there's there's one a, of there's us yeah. going to have to leave. We
0: need to leave before something goes on okay. fire.
1: <laughs> so
0: okay. Okay. On,
1: on that regal note, Jesus
0: Christ. okay. Thank wow. you
1: all for coming along tonight. Thank you to Head for the for the Dublin Podcast Festival. Thank you to Aiken Promotions. Thank you to Conor and Ashukra, and thank you to you all.
2: And, and before we go, one more time for the amazing Finn Dwyer and the Irish History Podcast.
1: <laughs> so there's... there's I
2: think nothing more to say but it's a...
1: Slán from me. It's a slán,
3: when's A slán from me. Uh, it's a slán from me. <laughs>